did. Montreal Canadiens, 4-3 in a shootout. Rangers really didn't play very well in this game. They hadn't played in a while, their last game being their loss to the Bruins on Saturday. So, you know, I'm not surprised that they weren't great, but it's not a win to really be proud of. There were some good things, but, you know, you'd like to play better against Montreal. But to be fair, Montreal's they've been playing all right lately, and they did beat the Rangers earlier in the season at the Garden. Rangers do find a way to get the two points. Patrick Kane gets his first goal and assist as a Ranger, and but also made mistakes along the way as well. And, you know, really he cost them the goal. It was a short-handed goal by Montreal, and then he made up for it with a power play goal of his own. So definitely some good and some bad. I, I'm still, you know, I, I don't know. And then Panarin had three assists tonight, and two of those were on the power play. But I don't know if the Panarin-Kane combination ultimately is going to be a good thing. Of course it can be, but I'm just skeptical of the current lines. And there were definite power play changes. We'll talk about those and how I originally from what I thought it was, I didn't like it. But then, you know, I actually don't hate it. But yeah, I really think that there's definitely changes that need to be made. Keandre Miller returns, and so that was good to see. And I thought Miller was fine overall. He was totally gassed in overtime, but that's, you know, here nor there. And then still no Ryan Lindgren and Tyler Mott, but I'd expect them to be, I'd expect them to be back soon, maybe even as soon as this weekend. And it's fine. You don't have to rush him back. The Rangers ha- now are able to roster a full lineup. Johnny Brodzinski was up from Hartford and in tonight on the fourth line, but Lindgren is such an important player. Like this Ranger team defensively, whenever he's out, they're just not very good. And that, that was the case again today where, you know, the Rangers offensively, there was definitely opportunities, but I thought the Rangers defensively weren't very good. Shesterkin struggled early, but he did make key saves late. Certainly in the shootout, he was perfect in the shootout. And, Although, you know, maybe not the best attempts by Montreal, but still. And in overtime, he was good. Like, we've seen Shesterkin this year. The one good thing is, as really, as subpar as he's been, I'd call it subpar at this point. He's given up a lot of goals, especially lately. He has found a way late in games to get the job done. So it's not as if he's necessarily choked late. I mean, I'm sure if I were to think about it more, it's happened a little bit. But he's really, you know, in some of the, the crucial moments, he's come through. And I thought tonight was an example of that where Igor wasn't really, like it wasn't, you know, like a last year performance. However, you did get him really uh, coming up big late. And so maybe he can take something from that. But again, he needs to improve. But just the team defensively just was not very sharp. And, you know, maybe it's because they haven't played in a while. But they should be a motivated team considering that they have, you know, that they haven't really been so good lately. But it's going to take some time to get things right with this team, with the changes. And, and we'll ultimately see, was this the right thing to do? And when I say right thing, I'm talking specifically Tarasenko and Kane. You know, I, I'm really more all right. I'm more all right with the Tarasenko trade. The Kane one for me is still one that I question. And, you know, tonight he gets a goal and an assist. But again, it came with some bad play. He looks just slow out there. He really, he looks legitimately slow. And so, 
there, there's concern by me, but I, I want to try to be patient with it. But I, I just think that the lot, the top three lines, I think it would really be good if they could just really mix those up. Kid line included. Kid line included. Lafreniere has been the best of the three lately. He scored tonight. It was on the power play, but I think he's been pretty good. But the other two, eh. Hedl and Kako, I just don't think that they've really been all that great lately. And this is what we've seen from them where it's hot and cold. And that's kind of happening again. But let, let's get into the game early. Montreal takes an early lead. The Rangers actually never led in this game. They never led until they won it in the shootout. Montreal had the lead each time, but the Rangers would respond quickly on each occasion. So Caden Gooley scores his fourth goal of the season from Garyanov and Pitlick. This was a, a really bad turnover by Adam Fox. And it's, it's one that Shesterkin probably wants to have back, but, but really Fox with a bad turnover. And Adam Fox needs Lindgren back maybe more than anyone. You know, Mikola belongs on the third pair. Mikola with Fox has not worked out at all. And you really need to get Mikola back down on that third pair, like I said, and Lingram and Fox will do a, a whole world of good in more ways than you can even imagine. But the Rangers, they draw a power play, and Jimmy Vesey is slashed by Gooley, and the Rangers score on the power play. It's Lafreniere, his 14th goal of the season from Fox and Panarin. So a shot by Fox deflected by Lafreniere. So let's talk about the power play situation now. So it's been split up into two units. And the easiest way to describe it is one unit has the Trocheck line centering Panarin and Kane, and the other unit has Zabanajad centering Kreider and Tarasenko. The Zabanajad unit also has Heedle. The Panarin unit also has Lafreniere. So Lafreniere is kind of in that Kreider role in front. And what it seems like they're doing is Fox basically go. Fox is out there with whichever unit starts, and then it's Truba. So it's not as if because I thought going into this game that Fox was going to be like with the Panarin unit and Truba was going to be with the Zabanajad unit, but it didn't. It didn't really work that way. But there's definite there's definite questions to be had. But I do like the fact that they've kind of switched it up. I don't know if I would have gone in this exact direction, but. Look, I'm honestly all right with Fox, although I don't want to tire him out, especially in games. Look, these games, the result of these games are not that important in my eyes. Sure, you want to win games, absolutely. But you kind of are where you are in the standings. So I don't want to tire out Fox, but, you know, then Truba's on in the second unit. And give Truba credit for tonight. Truba was good tonight, even on the offensive side. But I think, ideally, I'd prefer Keandre as the other defenseman, but we'll see how it goes. But definite, a definite shakeup, and it leads to Lafreniere scoring a power play goal. And that's kind of what I'm talking about in terms of Lafreniere's statistics, you know, not being great. And it's beyond the statistics. Look, he, he had a really, really bad stretch, but lately he's been better. And look, all it took was just a simple deflection. And Lafreniere's shown that he, he scores greasy-type goals. It's funny, you know, last year he had a highlight real goal against Detroit, but Lafreniere in his three-year career, when I think about it, it's a lot of goals that are in that are in tight. And so the Rangers tied up 1-1 there. As the first period moves on, there's a too many men on the ice penalty on Montreal, 11-12. Rangers don't score on that power play. And then Montreal scores at 17-02. Alex Belzeal 
Scores his fourth goal of the season from Gouli and Weidman. And this is one where Igor definitely wants to have back because it was a clear shot. It was a clear shot, clear view. You know, whereas the Gouli one, it's there was a lot of commotion. It's possible Igor. I, I have to think about that one. Igor might not have picked that one up, but this one, he's got to stop it. Doesn't. And Montreal takes a 2-1 lead, and they would lead 2-1 going to the second. But the Rangers respond right away in the second period. At 48 seconds, it's Jacob Truba scoring a sixth goal of the season from Panarin and Kane. So right there is Kane's first point as a Ranger. And it was a nice play by Truba, showing a good amount of patience and scoring past Sam Monsonbeau, the Montreal goaltender. So, yeah, I thought Truba was good tonight, and it helps for him to get Keandre Miller back. I'm sure that probably, you know, helped. So the Rangers tied up at two there. In the second, Jimmy Vesey is tripped up. So the Rangers get a power play at 12.59. And unfortunately, Patrick Kane, and we saw this against Boston, where a Kane miscue leads to a goal against. And that kind of happened, and that happened again here. Kane loses control of the puck. Josh Anderson ends up with a breakaway and scores past Shesterkin. A breakaway goal, Josh Anderson scores his 19th goal of the season from Tierney. And at that point, I'm thinking like, yeah, like Patrick Kane, it's been a bad first three games. But on that same power play, at 14:31, Kane scores his first goal as a Ranger, his 17th goal overall in the season from Truba and Panarin. So give Truba two points in the night, Panarin with three assists on the, on the night as well. And so right there, and Kane was pumped up. You know, you, you could say, especially after he fucked up the play before, uh, you know, that meant a lot to him. And so it's 3-3. Then the Rangers get a power play delay game on Rem Pitlick at 16-33. But that power play was stopped a minute in as Lafreniere hooks Raphael Harvey Pinard. There was four-on-four four action, but nothing comes of that. And... This score is tied 3-3 going into the third period. And in the third, you know, a, a, a better, like, defensively a better period for the Rangers. Even though Montreal had its chances, I thought the Rangers got a little bit better as the game went on. You know, the first period wasn't very good at all. Really, there was not much defense. But third period was more conservative, and Patrick Kane takes a bad penalty. So for Kane tonight... Ups and downs for sure. A bad slashing penalty by Patrick Kane at 15-25, but the penalty kill does the job. And the penalty kill was really good tonight when it when it had to be. That was a big kill right there. So we go to overtime. So the Rangers get a point at that juncture. And in overtime, it started out with Zabanajag, Kreider, Fox. And there were some chances there. And then it was Panarin, Kane, and Miller. And that did not go well. That did not go well at all. Eventually, Adam Fox takes a holding penalty. He holds Nick Suzuki at 333. So the Rangers have to kill off 127 of time and overtime, and they do it. And it was a combination of Zabanajad, Mikola, and Truba. And they get it done, so we go to a shootout. And in the shootout, the Rangers would prevail. So Montreal goes first. Rem Pit Pitlick miss does not score. So the Rangers, they have last licks, which I prefer. It's a shootout. And they go with Kako, which that's fine. It's interesting. Patrick Kane was not going to be one of the first three shooters, which Kane's career numbers in the shootout are really good. However, the last three years, Kane, I think he's like maybe two for 15. He has not been good in the shootout in like the last like three seasons. So Kako makes it, you know, a nice backhand move, but is stopped. Nick Suzuki, no goal. And so then Zabanajad, who... 
you know, hasn't been as dynamic on the shootout this year. I, I've talked about that, where in the shootout, you know, he hasn't been quite as good. He's great in his career. Makes a really nice move and scores. So Mika gets the goal in the shootout, and then all it takes is a save by Shesterkin against Alex Belzeal, which he does. So it doesn't even get to Panarin, which I'm assuming it would have been next up for the Rangers. The Rangers win it in the shootout. They win 4-3 at Montreal. So next up, they will take on Buffalo, who just allowed 10 goals. Yeah, 10 to the Dallas Stars at home. So on the one hand, Buffalo, I think realization is kind of setting in on Buffalo where, you know, it was looking like they had a a good chance to make the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen now. But that's going to be a motivated Sabre team. They just got totally embarrassed. Gave up 10 goals. So the Rangers got to be ready. And the Rangers have actually, weirdly, and the Rangers have, what, 18 games left in the season? Yeah, they have not played Buffalo yet, which is a weird just scheduling quirk where they still have three games remaining versus Buffalo. This is actually the first. So the first time they face in the season, there's a lot of lot of young talent. And, you know, I would expect it to be somewhat high scoring. And then the Rangers go to Pittsburgh on Sunday. And that'll be an interesting game only for the fact that the Rangers play Pittsburgh three times that week. Two of them are at the Garden Thursday and Saturday, which is also really rare. It reminds me of the weird 2021 season where you would play a team in the same venue two games in a row. So that's going to be weird. Two games at the Penguins and MSG Thursday and Saturday. But first, they play at Pittsburgh on Sunday. So this little road trip continues and, you know, it won't be easy. It won't be easy. Like I said, at Buffalo, on the one hand, they're kind of spiraling as I see it. But also, that's going to be a motivated team. And then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is close to the Rangers in the standings. They're seven points back. However, A, I don't see Pittsburgh catching them. I just don't. But even if they do, it doesn't change the landscape all that much unless you are dead set on wanting to face the Devils more than Carolina because if you're in the current Rangers spot, the Devils would seem more likely, but they're close enough to Carolina where it could change. And if you drop to the Pittsburgh, let's just say you drop to the wild card one spot, then Carolina becomes more likely. You stay in that same metro bracket. You know, where things really would get extremely dicey is if you somehow drop to the wild card two spot and landed on Boston. I do not see that happening. And like I've said, I really see the Rangers staying in this number three spot, which is why to me, again, the results of these games, as I'm watching them, I'm not really... I want them to play well, right? So... To me, that's the most important thing is just them gelling as a team and getting going at the right time. Wins and losses at this point, they don't feel all that important, but it was good to get this win here because, you know, the Rangers have been struggling lately. Again, they go to Montreal. Patrick Kane finally is on the score sheet, gets a goal and an assist, and the Rangers win 4-3 in the shootout.